welcome to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. I'm Hayley and I help women ditch fat diets, build their strength and fitness and improve their habits so that they can look and feel their best. And we do this all without having to give up the food or the life that they love. If you enjoy this episode, please feel free to rate, review and share it with anyone else who you think that it could help. And if you'd like me to help you reach your fat loss goals, then make sure to get in touch so that we can see if we're a good fit to work together. I hope you enjoy this episode. Bye. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. We are here for a team podcast today. Um, we've got Sarah. Hi. Hi. We've got Charles. Hello. Hi. Hi. And we've got Sammy. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, by the way, I am literally, I need to tell you about what's just happened. So I'm sweating already. We were saying last week about just constantly sweating on these podcasts, but I'm already sweating because for some reason, when it got to one o'clock, I decided to take the dog for a walk. So I layered up and then I got in the house at quarter to two and then realized that I hadn't ate anything. So then I made me lunch in three minutes and then ate it in four minutes. And then the gardener was at the door and Fran told me that he didn't, take all the poo out of the garden. So I've just ran around the garden, picking poo up, and now I'm here sweating. So, no, no, I was going to say, you know, one day you sweating. I know. You've had a manic hour. Do you know what's annoying though, is that I've been here all day, but I've been in like one of those creative modes where I've like made loads of reels and I've like answered loads of messages and stuff. So I've just pissed myself off doing that. Because... Rush around. Yes. I should have ate before me walk. That should have been the lesson. Um, but you're all having a good day. Yeah, yeah, it's been good so far. Good. Thank you. Good. Mm-hmm. So um, what's been happening then is who's got some something that they want to bring up? Anything that a client is struggling with, a question? Who wants to go first? Say <laughs> there, let's go. Why is everyone so shy? <laughs> go on then, let's go. So... There was a question, wasn't there, in the group about whether or not age can perfect um, can impact performance? Yes, performance. Um, yes, but also it depends on the individual. So people are of different levels of strength and fitness, no matter at what age they are. There are certain things that someone who was in their you know if they're much older, then that you wouldn't do. You wouldn't do as much high impact stuff. Um, to take account of um, joints and things like that and injuries and that but you can be fit right through your life you might adapt and you might have more rest time that's another thing you might spend longer on mobility longer on your warm-up um, a longer cool down but um, it's very individual I would say I've got clients the majority of my clients are over 40 and are uh, you know some they're, they're doing amazing all in their own ways we'll adapt for different people but yeah you can you yeah. can still perform at a really good level in the gym if that's what is concerning people yeah I would um I, I'd agree with that I think it depends on the person doesn't it and their history yeah. of training like I know that we've had women come in who are in their 20s and 30s who really really struggle to keep up yeah. struggle with a squat and um, but then we've got women who are in their 50s who have stayed active throughout life can literally can literally smash it so I think obviously age does play a part because um like you said injuries posture and like the stuff that's not going to be beneficial but like my my best mate her nan 
I'm sure she's in her seventies and she can do like a five minute plank. She's super strong. Yeah. She's super fit. Um, I know most of the girls in Lift and Glow couldn't do a five minute plank. So I couldn't. All the clients are some of my fittest. Yeah, yeah, and we and know as well. I was going to say from a personal point of view, I'm in my forties now. Where I'm fitter and stronger now than I was in my twenties. Yeah. And, yeah. In, and in the majority of my thirties. Wait, I'm not broken because I'm over 40. I yeah, can still 100%. push myself. Yeah. Like it's not something that can it's not something that should hold you back. There might be like, you know, if you start an exercise in your 50s, then you know, it might feel a little bit harder to start than if you were starting in your 20s. But we're not kind of like everybody's on a different depends on your job and everything doesn't it like just depends yeah. just depends on you so I wouldn't let age it doesn't mean that you're going to get worse with age like I fully believe that I'll be in my 50s and I'll still be deadlifting 100 kilo yeah. like I'm determined that that's going to happen like even just looking at that Joan lady what's she called I'm sure you follow a show Joan oh I know are you is she American or is this a like, American yeah, but I know what you mean. She's oh, like, I know what you mean. Yeah, she's no, like in her 70s, I think, and she lifts she's ever lived. She only started exercising when she was in her 50s. And it's like, well, actually, it's not something that should hold you back. Um, no. There's loads of like, as well, going to my like, because I'm the CrossFit one, um, there's loads of like OAP CrossFit classes and stuff like that, like elderly classes, and some of them literally fly, like the mobility and everything. Yeah. And I think quite a lot of like old, obviously, we're talking about older, old people now, but. Like when they do a lot of Pilates and stuff, like they've got such good core strength and like balance and everything, haven't they? So that always transfers as well. Yeah. And, I know have, and look at the over 50s in the Lift and Glow class as well. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. We actually yeah. do better on the plank than probably half of the girls yeah. in the actual yeah. gym. I'm like, oh my God. Like Patterson's core is like unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? I actually think as well as something about those the ladies who come the over 50s they'd like obviously some of them do make noises and stuff but they don't whinge and like argue or like i don't know they're just like go on then and like they're up for the challenge i think i think like age it makes them more competitive with the fact that you know they are in their 50s and 60s and so they're like no i'm determined to do this i like they push themselves i think i think they can push themselves past that point more so than the younger ones i think the younger ones haven't quite yeah. had the uh, yeah they give it a bit more don't they yeah, yeah. having someone they, they trust coaching them as well is what i found is some of the people i'm coaching now one lady's 60 this month and she started with me in june and she'd never lifted weights before in her life yeah. and she was so nervous but she trusts me she yeah. knows that i'm not going to make her do stupid things i'm not going to do things that aren't actually beneficial for her yeah. she it's having that trust in who's who's guiding me through the exercise as well. And exactly. knowing that if I if I give them an exercise, it's because I think they're fully capable of performing that exercise. Yeah, exactly. It's like um, so Karen who joined the gym, she actually comes to the main session, she doesn't come the over 50s. Oh yes, Karen. Like she's amazing. And if she'd have gone to any other gym where they're just like she's just involved in this big boot camp and she's do jumping around and stuff, she might have been put off exercise, but she's come to people who she knows are gonna adapt the program for her. And like now she's she's actually she's brilliant, strong. isn't she? She's yeah. Amazing. Um so at this person I know is turning 40 soon. So wondering whether she's thinking oh like no, don't tell her not to not to stress i i had the same feeling 
Yeah. I'm 41 now and I'm, I'm hanging on in there. Longer than ever. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it mad though? Like, I know you're going to laugh at me saying it because everyone always does whenever I say this, but when I was turning 30, I was like, oh my God, like life feels like it's nearly over. And I feel like when you hit every decade, I know, it's dramatic. I feel I like when you hit 30, you're the biggest <laughs> drama queen ever. <laughs> I know. Um, but when you hit every decade, I think you get that feeling. But then you prove to yourself within the first year or two, you actually feel better than the year before. Like I know at 28 and 29, I was like riddled with stress, struggling with sleep. I felt old and decrepit because I wasn't taking care of myself. From 31, I'm taking care of myself better than ever. I feel, feel better than ever. So it's not about age. It's about like when you started, what you've been doing and like, just maybe there's no way that you would know by the time you're 45 whether or not you're going to be able to do everything that you can do now. It just depends on the individual, doesn't it? Yeah. My dad says exactly the same. He said he feels the fittest he's ever felt now. Like from going from doing like he used to always do like hit and stuff like that. So he's learned loads as well. So when he's like strength training now, he said he feels amazing, like he, like his joints and everything. He used to have loads of problems with his knees. And lately he's been going on about like saying how like how good his knees feel he's like touch wood <laughs> but he's saying like this is the best he's felt and he's over 50 now so. well he's well into his 50s isn't yeah. he yeah so she's 68 that's amazing yeah. yeah and I actually think like these people who um you could easily go oh I'm in my 50s now I'm gonna slow down or I'm in my 60s now like my mum's in her 60s god I should know how old but 63-ish don't know um I feel like once she hit 60 started again but anyway like she's she could just go oh, I'm 60 now I'm gonna slow down you know but that would make her life harder yeah. it would, like same with your mum Sammy like and like it would make their life harder. We were talking about your mum, Sarah, who walks everywhere. She's oh, fit as yeah. a fiddle in her 70s because she stayed active. And like, if I find that people age when they stop, so whether you yeah. stop at 30, whether you stop at 40, whether you stop at 70, I think that's when you start feeling older, you start feeling achier, you get all those issues, your posture starts to be affected. I think you start to feel older once you like give in. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Mum, honestly, she's like fit as cheap. She she still trains. She's a dance teacher. She still does that five times a week. And she walks there to teach dancing. It's a 40-minute walk. And it was have to be like hailstone or something for her to get on the bus. And she's got a free pass. I'm like, get the bus. <laughs> so we know anyway, you know, Sarah got here walking from. I know. <laughs> yeah. So Sarah, Sarah, Sarah walks shopping gym. bags when I was a kid. <laughs> Walks the gym in all weathers and it's snow and, and that. Like, well, Blame Val. <laughs> Val's she was in the gym before Val. me. Wasn't you, Sarah? What was that? 6am, you were there before me. You I know. The light was on, I thought I'd left it on last night. So I was like, <laughs> What I think as well, that was something that we just kind of brought up there is your my mum always walked everywhere as well. Like when we were going on holiday, we're not taxi people or anything, we like walk everywhere. And I think that she set an example for me. Like your mum has set an example for you, Sarah. You're just doing the same thing. I think like we need to try and oh, we're doing stuff like we're doing all this stuff for us, obviously. But if we've got kids and we want to inspire the younger generation, if we're more active, it will um, show them and teach them like how to be as well and help them be healthier as well. Yeah. So good stuff. Who's got something else they want to bring up? 
don't be shy. I'll go. Go on then. Um, so one of a couple of my clients actually the past couple of weeks have been struggling, like it comes full time at home, but with the weather, with the dark nights, dark mornings, and like just I hate using the term, but you're like falling off the wagon, as they say, but like just not hitting the nutrition and like they sort of get in a rut with one day and not hitting the steps into the two days into three days and it just like they get this tumbleweed of problems. Um so like I've I texted one of my online clients the other day and was like what's going on? Like, why have you not been tracking? Like, why have you not been? And she was like, oh shit, you found me. But she just said like, she's been, she quote, she said she was a sloth. Um, she just couldn't get going. Um, she'd been, she was a shift worker in the hospital. So she is still having days off and stuff like that. But I just like, obviously it's this time of year where people do start to think, oh, just want to be cozy. just want to, you know, get me dressing gown. I was even from work. I don't want to go out on a walk. I don't want to get up at 5am when it's pitch black outside and it's raining. Um, but I just had a little pep talk with her and like like we all say to everyone, you know, you've got to think of the future you. Like, are you going to thank yourself tomorrow or at the weekend for not getting your steps in, for not going to the gym, you know, for not not eating good food? And like, like I said to the other day, the more like shit you eat, the, the shitter you're going to feel basically, aren't you? And like I said the other day, I was like, if it's raining, do you not go to work? And she was like, well, no. Well, if it's raining, do you like not take your kids to school? No, so why do you not go to the gym when it's raining or why do you not go on a walk? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah, just thinking of your reasoning, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I think um obviously we're hearing this pretty much every day. I know I am. I think I'm chasing people more now than like I do any other time of the year. Um and it is just, oh, I'm just not motivated and stuff like that. And you know what? I don't want to fucking go for a walk in this weather. Like, no. before when I was looking out the window, I was like, I can't even see because it's thick with rain. And um, and you just have to drag, you just have to drag yourself to do stuff that you don't want to do. And if I'd have not gone, like you said, Sammy, you just feel worse. And then yeah. that leads into, oh, I'm just going to have a bit more of this fruit chocolate. Mm-hmm. And like, it all yeah. kind of... The way habits, the way good habits, like, build on one another, so the bad habits. Like, if yeah. you you walk, you're more likely to eat shit. And then you feel shit because you've had shit, so you eat, you eat more shit, and then you miss the gym. And, like, it's just, like, this, like, spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, So we need to, like, reverse the spiral and be like, well, let's do some something good. We feel a little bit shit. We feel a bit demotivated. Motivation's not just going to come around. It's got nothing to do with the weather. It's that we need to take action. Because we, yeah. when it's too hot and sweaty, no one wants to do anything. When it's too cold and rainy, no one wants to do anything. We just yeah. have to do it anyway. Um, so, I was listening to your podcast from last week or the week before, Hayley, this morning. And it, when you were saying, you know, don't wait around for motivation, you've got to take the action for the motivation to come. Like you were saying, like, you know, if you go to the gym, then you want to eat a healthy meal. Or if you get your steps in, then you want to, you know, do something for you. You want to go to the gym later on or yeah, whatever it may be, like cook a healthy meal or whatever. Like you want to continue that positive spiral don't you rather than going downward spiral yeah definitely they build if they build on each other like good good like you know positive behaviors and negative <laughs> behaviors <laughs> I can't positive, <laughs> positive behaviors and negative <laughs> behaviors build on one another so we have to like just make sure that we go out of our way to show up in a positive way this dog show up <laughs> in a positive way when even when we don't feel like it um <laughs> and it is hard. I was thinking, I got I had a little idea. I'm actually thinking going to either record a podcast on it, do a post or do both. But I was like, we look after our kids, our parents, 
and our pets more than we look after ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, like, if your kid has been an absolute crank, you're like, this kid needs feeding or it needs a rest or it's got too much energy, energy being cooped up in, in the house all day and they're getting on my tits. Or, like, if you if you know your mum's skipping meals, you're, like, encourage her to eat. Like, if your dog if your dog is, like, bouncing around the house, destroying the house, you know it needs to go out. Like, you're not going to miss food. And I just think we skip meals. We miss walks. Like, we don't do the basics for ourselves, but we know we need to encourage the people around us to do those things. So, mm-hmm. like, I was just thinking in my head, like, we need to parent ourselves. Like, think about treating ourselves in the way that we treat others and th- that we love and like what would we encourage them to do if someone's down in the dumps someone's feeling low on low on energy like oh we'll get your body moving or someone's like feeling shit like my cousin was uh, messaging me the day she feels shit she's got no energy I'm like well what are you eating she's like oh packet of crisps here bit of chocolate here I'm like well are you shocked that you feel like shit <laughs> but sometimes people don't you don't realize that you've got to be the one to like push yourself to do that because mm-hmm. As, as well for women I don't know whether we are thought of as much as we think of other people you know like um especially parents their kids not going to go mom you need to go for a walk because you're being a right crank but <laughs> I know yeah. so I don't know just think like we we know what's good for us and we have to force ourselves and try and parent ourselves into doing those things for like for for our own good mm-hmm. anyone got anything else to add no no <laughs> Come on then, Charles. Here's a here's something that one of yours is struggling with. Um. Okay. Uh, so I've got one client trying to deal with um stress and emotional eating at the minute. Um. Said it's getting busier and work at this time of the year, so it's a bit overwhelming, and she's just finding herself eating more and stuff like that. Cool. Anyone got anything? I had something similar to my clients as well, and she was saying sort of similar, like it's dead stressy, dead um, busy in work, but it's that time of year where all like the tubs of celebrations are coming in, the mince pies are coming in, all that. But I just said like, like we say to everyone every day of the week, like plan ahead. Like if if you go into work or, you know, without planned meals, planned food, like your breakfast, your lunches, even taking your own snacks in, then you're going to go for that chocolate when you feel like you need something rather than going for, I don't know, your little snack pack of party rings that you might have taken in or, you know, your chocolate protein mousse or whatever even put in the grapes or something but can like if you say, have... can, I, can I just ask sorry to interrupt do people actually like party rings I love, <laughs> I love a party ring I love a party you ring know? you know when you know when you say I think you've mentioned that before and I'm thinking who the fuck wants to eat party rings oh, when I when I was in the year eight I used to like go out in home with my friends like a Saturday afternoon I'd go to Herman Bargain buy a full pack of party rings and smash them on the park <laughs> No, if I had like a, I don't even think party rings come in a selection box, but if I had a selection box of part of, of different biscuits, party rings wouldn't even be close to the start. Like the Milky Way of a selection box, isn't it? What? Like the Milky Way of a selection box. I, I love Milky Way. Now, the worst. What's the worst? Mars bar. No, the worst oh, is such No, I love Mars bar. Fudge. I know you love a Mars yeah. bar. Yeah, love yeah. a Mars bar. Oh, I'm thinking celebrations, actually. I would leave a bounty, a curly whirly, yeah. a chomp, and I'd bin them over eating them. My I God. am curly whirlies all the time in me cupboard. And yeah, you do, do you, sir. The nice melted. 
See, this is... I like bounties. I'm a coconut gal. I like bounties and curly whirlies, yeah. I, I literally buy curly whirlies as part of my weekly shop. <laughs> Why don't you buy, like... I like them, though. It's not like... I just really... I like the way they like. They make your jaw go off. <laughs> you, you like the way they make your teeth fall out. <laughs> Lost a few fillings, you know. Maybe <laughs> um, stuff more in your teeth than actually like ends up in your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> think I don't know. It, they are all good tips. What you said, Sam, like be prepared, make sure you've got your own things in and stuff like that. Um, but I would also say. It's not necessarily just that. It's like managing the stress. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So like you could go, you could go to work with all of the snacks that you want, like, but you could eat them within the first 10 minutes if you're stressed up the wall. Mm. Yeah, like I might have a cupboard full of little sweet treats that are very calorie portion, but if I'm having a particularly stressful day, I'll eat, eat every them single one of them. So like, I think obviously be prepared and, and, um, and, but I think the main thing is addressing the stress and like for emotional eating, it's 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 hard because emo- emotional eating is normal. Like, yeah. does anyone here not emotionally eat? It's like, just it's to different degrees, isn't it? Some people, yeah. it's it's just it's harder for them to stop doing than for yeah. others, sort of thing. I think it's yeah. awareness as well. I think a lot of the time people don't even realize they're doing it. Yeah. I know in an office sometimes there's like people I work with and there's one lady in particular who literally can't walk past the biscuits and it's just there she, she just can't and she by the way she she laughs but every time she does it she goes here I am again <laughs> and I just think and they always say oh you're so good Sarah and I'm just like I'd rather I, I, I just I'm quite I'd rather have a curly whirly I'd rather have a, <laughs> yeah. but no I I don't know I just I think if I had one of the biscuits, I'd be more inclined to go and have more. So the way I've dealt with it is to just ignore the fact that they're even there. Like, mm. I literally just pretend they're not there. That's yeah. the best way for me, because it's opening a can of worms. I know how I work, sort of thing. But um, there's always stuff, in, and offices, the NHS apparently is terrible for that, isn't it, for the being business yeah. and stuff? Like, God, the trolley. I think yeah. um, we're, like... So I've had loads of days when I was back in the office. So if I was on the way home from Manchester and I got stuck in traffic, that would be it. I'd be like, we're getting a chippy for tea, stop and get loads of chocolate as well. Um, And so that's like stress. For me, that's like an example of stress eating or like um, I know when I've had proper like mopey down days, I just want to sit and eat chocolate. Like I'm not asked about my meals. Like I just want to. So in both of those situations, Obviously, some we're gonna do some bits of comfort eating rather than me just eat chocolate when I'm feeling down in the dumps. It's like forcing yourself to have your three meals and having a little bit of chocolate at the end of the day to be like you've had a hard day, shit hitting the fan in work. Like not skipping, not skipping breakfast is a big one. Yeah, yeah, not skipping. Off, right. Yeah. Well, I know like if I'm having a really, really busy day and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot to eat lunch. All I want to do is eat chocolate then all afternoon. Mm. Um, so it's not letting yourself get hungry, but man- managing the stress. Like if 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 you're having a stressful week in work, then what else can you do rather than go straight to the cupboard? And I yeah. always say to people like the the power of the pause. And you might yeah. hear me talk about this before. Yeah. It's like just taking a second. It's like when you feel stressed, it's like recognize, right, I'm feeling stressed. I want to eat chocolate. 
and just sitting and having a big deep breath and just yeah. recognizing that stress and sometimes just recognizing it and observing it can make you feel like right I don't need to yeah. I'm gonna stand outside get fresh air I'm gonna ring me mate and have a rant I'm gonna go for a walk I'm gonna do five minutes of yoga maybe some journaling maybe write an angry email to someone I don't know just something that's gonna mean that you don't um after to eat and then after you've done the after you've done the thing that calms you down if you still want a bit of chocolate or if you still want the chippy then okay go for it but how can you manage that choice and you're probably gonna if you've thought about it as well you're not gonna go as nuts like you're yeah. more likely to have a bit of chocolate rather than just like inhale and everything you can yeah. find exactly the, like the 10 minutes away especially in an office 10 minutes away from your desk does wonders First, you know, just like just go and stand outside the building if you have to, just to feel mm. a bit fresh air, to get away from your screen, because it's not healthy the amount of time we all spend on screens and stuff, is it? So just little things like that. Find something other than biscuits or chocolate. And feeling. And having boundaries with work as well. So obviously there's different times of year where people have, you know, busier periods and stuff and lots going on, but we can feel pressure from people in work, but often unless you're, a, I've said this before, but if you, unless you're a surgeon or a police, police woman or whatever, it's not going to be life or death. If you like, you know, have to take 10 minutes and like have that boundary or you have to finish work at 5 PM so that you can get a restful night. And then tomorrow you'll be more productive. Yeah. Um, a lot of my online girls, one of them in particular was like staying up late working through the night and working all weekend. And I said, I'm not being funny, but no one's getting productive working at 10 o'clock at night. No. You'll probably be doing it the next day. 100%. You will redo it because you will. Yeah. It'll be you will making sense, yeah. Um, it's like in uni when you stay up and do all nighters and then in the morning you'd rewrite it within an hour before the deadline. <laughs> it's like, so it's it's um just because it, a lot of the time we can sit there staring at a screen or sit there stressing out and we're not actually being productive. And on that occasion, rather than sit there and carry on power through, take a little break and then come back to it or like finish work and come back to it. The following to day. Yeah, yeah, with a fresh head. Um, I'm sure you have had lots of stress in your job, Sarah. So yeah, yeah, loads of it. I, I, I was quite... I think the problem with what I did as well with like the legal industry was that it you were people were rewarded for the more hours they put in. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, such a person's got so many chargeable hours in. So let's give them a 10 grand bonus. So the burnout has always been rewarded in that industry. Not so much now, but that was how I was sort of that was I was introduced to that as being like 20. But um, it wasn't until sort of I got until my thirties, and I thought, right, I'm setting boundaries here, and it's hard to do. But I don't now routinely. I say routinely work into the night because I'm not productive. What I produce at ten o'clock at night isn't worth it. Yeah. Um, so I am, and I'm. Mm-hmm. I think as well, those people are usually not very time efficient because they're knackered. So when I'm on my game and I've had a good night's sleep. I'm so much more productive. I can power through stuff that would I'd probably sit and just stare at, you know, if I was shattered. So sleep comes be comes first. It sounds counterproductive, doesn't it, when someone's chocker? But in the long run, it's better for you. Yeah, a million percent. Like, like you prioritize once rather than twice, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you prioritize sleep and you prioritize rest, 
you'll be more productive with the time that you do work. Yeah. Whereas if you just burn yourself out, you like you said, you're just going to be redoing stuff. You're going to do bad work. You'll make mistakes. Um. So I think like obviously work work life can be stressful and emotional eating is okay to a certain extent. But it's like how much. How can we set boundaries? How can we address the stress with other things like a workout, a walk, a break, meditation, journaling, having a rant? And then like, if we do want to do some emotional eating, how can we control that so that it doesn't sabotage us? Like, you know, if you want to have a chippy, get a chippy, but what's your order going to be? Is it going to be a full Chinese banquet or is it going to be a chicken charmaine or, you know, whatever? Um, If you want a bit of chocolate, it doesn't have to be a share bar. You can get, as much enjoyment from a normal size chocolate bar and a couple cup of tea, just letting it melt in your mouth. Oh, like, oh no, oh, no. <laughs> how amazing! Um, I actually haven't had my chocolate for the day yet, um, but I will be having it after this with a cup of tea. You can't be whole nut. Yeah, me whole nut. Which I love whole nut. It's my favorite. You know, mm-hmm. when we were, when we were in the lakes with Fran's family in April, I still think about this now, and it was in April. <laughs> Fran uh, picked me up a massive whole nut, right? And every time I went back, it was just getting smaller and smaller. And then it went. And I was like, why? I thought people didn't really like whole nut that much, but they all nailed it. So I had to buy another one. But I still think about it like... <laughs> <laughs> you were robbed. <laughs> um, has anyone got anything else that they'd like to bring up? Got any more struggles, questions? Did you have a second one, Sean? Um, what is it? Let's say um, getting back into a routine with food after um, being on holiday. Oh yeah, been a few people on holiday in October. Oh yeah, half ten. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to go, Sam? What would you say? I was just say like, don't let it spill over obviously like if, if you've been eating a little, little bit more on holiday than what say if you're in a calorie deficit before you go and you build up to this holiday and then you go away you're going to be eating a bit more you're going to be drinking a bit more a bit more relaxed so it's likely that you're going to be hungrier when you get back when you try and go back to that deficit um but again just like like we always say about doing our weekends fill into your new week just get straight back to where you were like straight back to your daily habits keep ticking off the basics and like the fundamentals and everything it might be a little bit harder in the first like week or two but then like I know when I got back from Turkey the other week god my first workout was horrific couldn't breathe like you I think were it was also like, on like day one in your period or something though yeah I, it was awful it was a horrific time in my life it's the first <laughs> time I've seen Sammy like proper struggle yeah it was awful well that yeah that was oh yeah the gym yeah so my first yeah, workout was on Friday and then that Monday that's when I was gonna die so like <laughs> It just, I think it's reassuring for everyone to know that it happens to all of us and you've just got to push through, like, don't let it trickle over into, like, one week off being three weeks off and just get back to what you're doing. And I can, like, honestly say by the Thursday of that week, I felt fine again. You've just got to get back into your normal habits, normal routines and stuff. And when you've been away, like, you're sleeping, everything's up all your routine. Like, it just, it does take your body some adjustment, doesn't it, to get back into it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um... Is this person struggling with exercise or food, Charles, did you say? It's the food. She's been getting into a couple of sessions, but it's more food-wise. But I feel like when you've been eating, like, salty food, you've been drinking loads, you're just going to feel sluggish anyway. I know when I get back off holiday, I don't feel like eating, like, lettuce and, like, 
like fruit and veg and that like I'm still thinking about like me cheesy pastas and pizza mm. do you know what I mean? yeah. so I do get it but it's just about taking the first step and it's just getting back into having three meals a day at least and make sure you are putting a little bit of fruit and veg into each one and you will just sort of get it's that first week it's first week but when you get back to training and you start getting back into a routine with eating your three meals a day it will just get easier yeah 100% I was actually listening to a podcast yesterday it was an EIQ one and they were talking about this exact thing and it was like and it makes so much sense when you're away like you're just eating whatever you want and you're eating these like highly like you know palatable tasty foods you're, you're so used to that that then when you come home you're like oh, fucking apple or like yeah. you know what I mean your, your normal yeah. meals feel so boring and like less satisfying but then like everyone's saying yeah after a week you, you're enjoying those meals again mm-hmm. I think um I know I definitely do this but if I go away for like a week or 10 days or something when I come back I forgot my meal structure like it's like I know it was only a week but I'm like what do I like for breakfast? What 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 lunches do I get? And like you don't really when you're doing that weekly food chart, when you get back, it's like, oh, I don't really feel like that. We get we fall back into the oh, I don't feel like this, I don't feel like this instead of thinking I'm eating for fuel, I'm eating like to you know make myself feel good and stuff like that. So it's just trying to get straight back to those staple meals. I've had a few clients who've been on holiday, and it's the same thing. I'm like, well, where's your yogurt, granola, and fruit gone? You know, why are you having a Belvita biscuit for breakfast? Like, what the fuck's happened there? And they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot I was having that. And it's like, well, she to just try and get back into that normal routine of weekly, weekly shop. This is why I like ordering food online. Because when I got home from holiday, all my regulars were there. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you can't over, you can't like go and just be drawn into the special offers aisle at either can you and all the chocolate and stuff but then mm-hmm. on holiday as well you eat more don't you so I'm always starving the first few days after I get oh. back my body's like where's my three-course breakfast gone you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're like what's this I want some fruit or whatever but yeah it's that first couple of days but I think as well staying hydrated is a massive thing isn't it because they like, help them with hunger but it's just a couple yeah. of body is an amazing thing it adjusts it mm-hmm. readjusts but yeah, it's that first day of just like the food volume being normal again. Yeah. I think what we have to remember yeah. as well is for a lot of us, like coming home from holidays a little bit sad as well. So like, <laughs> you're like, oh, fuck. I mean, I love my job, but you're like, oh, fuck, five o'clock starts again. Oh, fuck. Like when you've literally just spent all of your time doing nothing but lying down and reading like it just feels hard, doesn't it? And you feel like, oh, this is graft again. And I'm back in like, the 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 normal routine so I think maybe just give yourself a couple of weeks to readjust and like you know if you are a bit laxy daisy with your nutrition make the effort but like just aim to get a little bit better um each week and um and yeah just just know that it, it will get easier as long as you you do the thing everything gets easier once you start getting back into the routine it's just about taking that action it'll feel exactly how it did before you went on all zero and eventually that's the thing and if you felt fine then you're going to feel fine again it's just that couple of days of adjustments isn't it so yeah yeah. so we learn the behaviors isn't it we we can lose direction as well and lose focus so what before a holiday you're like i want to feel good on holiday want to feel good on holiday and when you get back you're like well what's the fucking point now and we have to remember you have to kind of like regroup with yourself and remember 
well, if I want to feel good year round, I need to do a good year round. And if I want to, like, if I don't want to go backwards, I need to, like, catch these habits before they become the norm, Um, which which isn't easy easy to do. No. So I do get it. I think all of us will have been the same. Like, when we've come back from holiday, we're all a little bit like, oh, this is graph. What was the point? <laughs> Be like, you're never going, you're never going, I go, I'm never going on holiday again. <laughs> and then it the training is hard. She's doing that. I think she's done the hard bit. Like some clients really struggle to get back in the gym after yeah. after being on holiday. Um, so she's done. She's doing the hard work of getting the gym. So she just needs to that weekly food shop. That is the answer to most people. It's like someone, one of my clients. I was looking at her photo meal photos, and I was like, "Why are you having a sausage roll and ketchup? Why is that in your fridge?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's like party vibes like that's it like but it was just so random to me like did you order sausage rolls on your weekly shop (laughs) (laughs) it's not helping yourself the weekly shop is like the key to the successful week because you you know she does a weekly shop does she do a weekly shop um yeah she lives something she's here here in a failure so i assume so like why why would she have sausage rolls she grabbed it I on the go. I like sausage rolls. I like a sausage roll. I, I absolutely love a sausage roll. I love a sausage roll. Oh my gosh, <laughs> absolutely love a sausage roll. I would roll. buy them because I'd eat them. We're not slagging them off. <laughs> no, I'm not slating sausage rolls. No, I'm sausage saying. rolls are good. If the sausage rolls in my fridge, I will eat them. So I don't buy them. Like I, I find it very, very hard. If I go for a break, you know, when we have that break in the gym between the nine and the between the eight and the nine fifteen, mm-hmm. I walk past that water field. Oh my gosh, it makes my mouth water. And like to smell all them sausage rolls and pastries, and for me to go into Sainsbury's and get like chicken satay skewers and a fucking apple is just devastating. <laughs> <laughs> so I do get it. Like I like sausage rolls, but I just thought that that was random. Like, why would you have them in your house? Just making life, <laughs> just making life harder for yourself, aren't you? Seeing them every time you go in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. every time you go in. Well, there's these ones, um, um, uh, cheese and bacon sausage rolls, the extra special ones from M and S. Unreal. They smell nice. They if from every now and again. So when Fran goes to M and S, like it's funny when he comes back, like because he's <laughs> just got no, he's just gets all of the proper mm-hmm. nice like indulgent stuff. And he's like, oh, I got these sausage rolls. And I'm like, for fuck's sake. And I, I have to eat them. <laughs> I have to eat them all now. <laughs> I know. But I think self-control, Hayley. No, I won't eat, eat them all in one go, but I'm not going to let them go off, am I? Throw them We're like that with tiger breads. We love the, the, ti- the tiger breads. And I, I come in with a loaf of it the other week, but I didn't intend on eating any of it. I got it for Jed. And Jed goes, what have you done? Because he's the same. He's like... And then he's like, Do you want some toast? And I was like, Oh yeah, go on then. <laughs> to myself, we can literally like nail the whole loaf. It's like yeah. there's no need for it. Yeah. So we I like, just don't buy it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It does make with certain things, it does, it does make it life harder. Um right. Has anyone got anything else? Got a bit of time left. <laughs> I'm sure you all had two, and Charlie is the only one who said well, two. I've done my two, so I'll leave <laughs> it down to you. <laughs> I've lost my notes now. Whether I write them, I've lost them. You've definitely got one, Sam. Yeah, 
Let me see if there's any more in the group. No. Um, I'm trying to think of stuff made up now. I'll give you one. What would you do if a client came to you and said that she's got four meals out this week? Well, that is a good one. She's got four meals out this week. Her calorie target is like 1,800 calories. Um, and like, what the fuck should she do? She's got two brunches and two evening meals out. There's an Italian, there's a tapas and two brunches. Oh, that sounds like a good week. <laughs> I was going to say. I always say to my clients, like one of my Lifting Glow clients, like literally eats out once or twice a week and every week she texts me and she sends me the link to the menus and like, what should I go for here? So, you know, like looking at the menus ahead and thinking, right, okay, what can I have there? But also, like, so if you've got four meals out, like two brunches, what do you say, Italian tapas? Like, say, like, you know, Charlie loves an Italian. So say if, like, Charlie's going to go in on that Italian, that's going to be a, like, indulgent meal for the week. But then the tapas, tapas is tapas. Like, you can still get, like, charcuterie or, depending on what you eat, like, prawns. You don't have to go all in with every meal. So, like, Italian's going to be your indulgent. You start when you main. And then, like, your tapas, you might just get a few nibbles. And then your brunches, you can still eat healthy, can't you, with a brunch? So I just think, like, decide on one that's going to be a big one. And then the others, you can still eat out and pull back and not overindulge, basically. And 1800s are a decent amount of calories. So mm-hmm. if you're, I would say go carb, I would probably cut, limit carbs in the other meals. You know, just, mm-hmm. like, stick to your, stick, have a decent breakfast so you're not ravenous as well. Because that's the other yeah. thing. You'll turn up at any yeah. of the meals absolutely starving. Yeah. So, like, lots of fruits. You can have your oats and your fruits and stuff like that. But, yeah, try and then you can... Oh, and you can do your calorie borrowing as well, can't you, on the other days, the other three days. Don't take it too low, but save a few calories to carry over and spread them out. But Or maybe if you want to use them on the more, more indulgent meal or something. You can get eggs and avocado, toast and stuff now, can't you? You can get decent brunches that aren't, like... So don't have to go for the pancake stuff, albeit it's really nice. <laughs> or, or the pan of chocolate. <laughs> that was so like well pan of chocolate. Pan of chocolate. <laughs> Never seen us on the in the Malmaison on um, Saturday morning. We can't really talk. Darla, <laughs> would would you add anything to that, or do you feel like there's no? I'd I'd definitely say stick to like still stick to your three meals a day. Like don't be trying to give up on all your meals just mm. because you're going out for like four meals a day like if you're going out for your tea then breakfast and lunch if you are going to skip them when by the time it even gets to your tea you're just going to end up wanting a start of mean dessert you're going to go wild yeah. so still stick to like you know a good two meals before you go out yeah, yeah. I literally that was what I said to her everything that you have said is what I said so um on the days that she wasn't eating out, it turned out it was yesterday, um, tomorrow and Thursday, their normal days. So she's cal- calorie borrowing on those days and staying in the in the lower range of her calories. And then um, one of the evening meals is today. So this is the tapas. So she's gone for a carb tapas, a veggie tapas and a meat. So she's going to go steak, broccoli and potatoes bravas, I think. Um, and her meals today are going to be high in protein and fairly low carb. So it's like yogurt and fruit for breakfast, either like an omelette or like a big hefty salad. 
but the goal is and like snacks would just be like protein shake or something high in protein for snack because the goal is for it to not turn up to the meal tonight too hungry um the brunch ones are um saturday and sunday are both the brunch so it was just the same as what you said i was like maybe don't get the big bracky maybe don't get the pancakes um egg dishes a sound really they're not massive are they like even if no. you get a eggs benedict okay the sauce might be a little bit um high in calories i've never had it so I don't even know what it's made of but it looks creamy to me um yeah. so i was like but it's never a big portion you know like it's not like a full english um and then the meal that she wanted to go for it with was the italian so she's getting like um i said to her if you want a pizza get a pizza if you want a pasta get a pasta but don't be afraid or um should i say don't be tempted to eat every last bit of it. I was saying, like, leave something on the plate. So if you... you full. What is it? Nicely full. 80% full. 80% full. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, when you get a pizza in front of you, like, I know, I'm like, oh, I don't want to waste this. It's getting paid for. So you'll eat and eat and eat until you feel sick. So I was like, it's okay if you leave a quarter of that pizza. It's okay if you leave some pasta on the plate. If someone else wants to finish it, let them. Um, But she wants to have wine as well. So... She's like, I want to have a couple of wines, want to have a pizza or a pasta. That's the one she's going to go for it for. But I said to her again, like you have said, your meals, the meals around that, just cut the carbs a little bit, keep your protein high. I think what most people do, like you have said, they'll they'll starve all day for this meal. And then it just means that they just overindulge. Yeah. Um, I had a client who was doing the same last week whenever she was going on a night out, she wasn't eating all day because she knew that she was going to drink loads of calories. But then that made the hangover absolutely horrific. So she'd just eat just as much shit on the hangover to try and soak, all up, soak up all the ale. So like I've got this little rule for her now. Don't leave the house for your alcohol until you've hit 100 grams of protein and add like a, carbs in your dinner. And then that will make the hangover easier and hopefully make that day easier too. Um, skipping meals doesn't help, does it? No, never helps. Always leaves you starving. Anyone got anything else they want to bring up? Got another couple of minutes. Everyone's so shy. Did you have another one, Sarah? No, no, okay. Charlie, your um, kitchen area is very nice. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Very good. Nice and airy. Yeah. And you know what I should have done? I should have sat on this chair from the start because my back was breaking on that stool. Over <laughs> <laughs> halfway through, I was like, I'll have to move over. So yeah. I am. Really nice. Lovely. Hey. Never seen that room yeah. before. <laughs> and now normally I'm on a blank wall on the floor. Now, <laughs> <laughs> so I've got an area. Got me dad upstairs. Right, girls, thank you all very much for joining me. I'm sure this will be very helpful for everyone. I'm going to go and film a workout now. Fabulous. I will um, see you all again soon. Have lovely evenings, whatever you're doing. See you later. Bye. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or took anything away from it, please make sure that you share it with a friend. It really does help. 
And if there's anything that you would like me to talk about or discuss in further detail on the podcast, then make sure you let me know. Also, if you want to know more about working with me, you can send me a DM on Instagram. You will find me at PT. Thank you again for listening and I will speak to you all again soon. Bye.